What? Lesbians in no. Miami? <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> That's he unnatural. <laughs> girls can't love girls. <laughs> and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture-related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai, and joining me tonight, we have our czar of source material, John. It's at least a C+. Plus. <laughs> at best. And our chivalry of Shota Shotaro. I'm a bitch and a boss on a shine like gloss. Uh, not even gonna... <laughs> you shine I'm sure like that's gloss? from some Nicki Minaj song. Like oh, God. gloss. Like the stuff I put on my lips. Uh huh. All right. Anyway. <laughs> um, so tonight, uh, we are going to be talking about a uh, a topic that John actually came up with. Kind of. Did I? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you and I talked it out together, but you were the genesis of this idea. You know what? Um, We've put this off for so long. I can't even remember how I had this idea. What I was thinking. Actually, about. you came up with this around Christmas time, and we're just now getting to it. Oh God! Oh, it's because it was Assassin's Pride, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Oh God, I knew it. <laughs> but the the topic we're going to be discussing tonight is this sort of dichotomy that we see. Uh, I won't say often, but enough in anime to make a pattern out of it. Of anime that have one of two things: either great stories with bad art and animation. Or vice versa, anime with bad stories and great art and animation. It's a dichotomy that you see over and over again in uh, in anime products that uh, we kind of wanted to talk about, and we wanted to give some examples and, and sort of discuss them tonight. But I do before we actually get into some of the w- examples we want to talk about, I want to ask a couple of questions. First of all, which do each of you find more frustrating: great stories and bad animation, or bad animation and great stories? I got it backwards. <laughs> I got the back right to the backwards. Great stories with bad animation or bad stories with great animation. I am more frustrated with bad stories and great animation because there seems to be a lot more of that. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly what started this idea after seeing the preview for Assassin's Pride and going, oh, that looks kind of cool. Then I went to read it. I was like, oh, oh, this is bad. Then I went to go read the novel. Oh, it was worse. <laughs> It did not. They didn't fuck it up in translation between the manga, the anime, and and the source material. The source material is just fucking bad. Yeah. Uh. So, which are you kind of in the same boat? Do you find that more frustrating? Yeah, mostly because, you know, you get invested in the beautiful art and characters, and then you realize that that's all there is, and there's nothing more. And yeah. no matter how much you I'm- want, you can never get. A meaningful story from those shows whereas if you have a great story with bad animation girl just look at fan art easy done <laughs> that's easy yeah solution. or just go got, read got the fucking point. source material and then you can just forget that it, the anime ever existed <laughs> or just... read the doujinshi 
or that too. That too. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 funny how sometimes with with the stories with the bad animation, you can find like fan projects that do it so much better exactly. like anyone could do season three of seven deadly sins better than studio dean did oh god who did it originally <laughs> season um, one was a one it was it a one yeah it was a one hmm. um but yeah just we'll, we'll talk about this in a moment but um uh the, the second question i wanted to ask is as a dichotomy, is this something that you guys believe has always existed in anime in some form, or is this just a more recent phenomenon? Because I'm in the camp that, yeah, it's always existed, but it seems like, especially with the idea of bad stories with great animation, it it seems like there's a lot more of that recently. I, It also seems like... Um, from my perspective as well, that there's a lot of uh, bad stories with great animation. But then again, my watch history mostly comprises of recent shows. So, don't have a big catalog to reference. It's true. I mean, your your sample size is a little smaller. So I'd say that more recently, there's been a lot of more bad shows, like bad written shows and great art animation, just because it seems like at least back in the day, of course, this has always existed, but back in the day, it was more of a passion project of like, hey, I like this story. You know, it'd be cool if we made an anime. Nowadays, it's like, we need to make shit that sells. We need to put cute moe blobs. We need to put fucking harem. We need to put, uh, what's hot right now? Isekai. Oh, uh, what's hot right now? Uh, uh, you know, like, it just seems like... And it's also... Well, you also have to make it merchandisable because that's where you recoup most of your money. Yeah, and that's why it does this. That's why we see more of it honestly a lot more in recent years than we did in the past years like if you we have a little list and a bunch of the ones that we listed are like 2010 plus right yeah because it's just there's more things recently that we've watched that is just like ugh, how vapid is that right <laughs> well i mean is that the right word yeah 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 it's, I, yeah you definitely used it right and one of the ones that we wanted to talk about is I think it's a product of its time with the original Legend of the Galactic Heroes back in 1988. I think, yeah, it ran through 1999, so you can say that it never really improved, and you'd be right. But I think at the beginning, they were certainly, it was certainly a product of its time, and they were working with the limitations of what they could do animation wise. Okay. I put this on uh, this list particularly because. When I was watching this, the lack of animation literally hindered the story because when there was like high emo- uh, emotional highs and emotional lows or like this huge tension going on, the characters would have the most poker faces ever because they couldn't animate <laughs> expressions. So it's like, oh no, my comrade died. And then his face is like, mm. And Dead I'm like, pan. do you really care that your comrade died? Do you really? That, that's a common like complaint I hear about watching people who watch the original Legend of Galactic Heroes is that all the characters look like stoic statues. Yeah, and also a lot of the fights occur in space, and I can't tell up from down. I can't see left from right. I don't understand at all. And it's like a big part of the show is the tactics of the space fights, and I can't follow along. So... Maybe it's a product of its time, but the animation and art quality got in the way of the story, and 
I think it was a good example of when great stories are ruined by a lack of uh, visual uh, fidelity. I I definitely agree with you. Like the, it, it certainly makes it difficult to get into today for anyone who's an anime fan today. But I definitely agree that at a certain point, the the lack of graphical fidelity in that hinders your enjoyment of, of the story. But overall, like the story of Legend of Galactic Heroes is a great story. Like even if you if you watch it from beginning to end, you, you will experience a great story. It may not look great, but <laughs> it's a phenomenal story. And Only that's why I said like it was done justice. Back in the day, they had limited resources, right? This makes me think of Speed Racer and like yes. all the fucking jokes we make about Speed Racer of like, hey, we're gonna use the steel and little flashing lines to make movement. We can't move our head. Ha! Huh. Like, yeah, there's a reason people do that or did that a lot back in the day because animation was more it's still expensive to make anime, but yeah. people still wanted to make it and it's just what happens. And it's yeah. a shame. I mean yeah, and, and, you know, that's another thing where you look at something like Speed Racer, which was definitely a product of its time, where they were spending a lot of money on this, at least at the time, and they were doing the best they could to to animate movement. It wasn't great, and it doesn't hold up very well at all today, but it was the best they could do at the time. It, at least it solidified itself, because I still remember Speed Racer, and that's something from way back when, right? Yeah. Like... Who doesn't here know about comes, Speed Racer? Here comes Speed Racer. And He's a demon on wheels. <laughs> it just seems like, you know, just like uh, Legend of the Galactic Heroes, I feel like Gundam, Gundam Wing, mm. was also in the same. Like, I loved the story. I loved all the, like, the political, like, uh, undertones about it. I liked all the fights and, like, the emotions behind battles and stuff. Holy shit, does it yeah. look bad. I remember rewatching yeah. this, like, ten, yeah, about 10 years ago now, rewatching Gundam Wing, and I was like, oh, God, this is bad. Um, so, uh, yeah, the reason I put Gundam Wing on this list, uh, was because not, I don't think it always has been a a bad animation. Um, I mean, I think some of the character designs, like the art style is a little like hit or miss. I think it's a acquired taste. (laughs) Um, but my reason for putting it on this list was that it was consistent in its inconsistent animation. <laughs> there were some scenes where, like, it, the animation would be, would be banging and spot on, and then it would be immediately followed by a scene where it looks like, <laughs> And, you know, again, it's probably just budget constraints. Like, they obviously just ran out of budget, and they couldn't make it as good all the time. And for, especially, it seems like with long-running shows, you know, they have such a tight budget to work on that they can only do what they can do when they're like, well, oh, this is a key moment. We should just make this one look a little bit better than, than the next. And they're like, ah, shit, we overspent on budget, guys. Go back to stills. Yeah. Go back to the space exploration. And th- this isn't exclusive to Gundam Wing. Like, you can see it a lot throughout the Gundam franchise. It's just the one that I wanted to bring up because, number one, it's it's the Gundam that just about everyone has watched at some point or another. Yeah. And it's the one that most people know. Yeah, and um, this makes me think of uh, Appleseed. This is something that I remember watching back in the day. 24 frames a second. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I love the story of Appleseed. I think it's interesting. It's military. It's, like, futuristic and, you know, androids and stuff. And it's awesome. I think it's a great world. I love the story. But holy shit, does it look bad. It is yeah. fucking bad. So 
thing about Appleseed, and I, I tell this to people if they're going to watch it, dig up an old CRT television <laughs> and watch it on that because it will actually look not half bad on that. If you watch the – and we're talking about the original Appleseed movie from 2004, the one that was all CG, like 100% 3D CGI. Like, the CGI itself isn't bad. It's the fact that it was rendered at 24 frames a second that makes it choppy and very difficult to watch on modern screens. Yeah. So, like, if you, if you watch it on an old CRT television that could – only do 24 to 30 frames a second it actually doesn't look that bad but if you put it on like a a 1080p monitor today that can do like 120 or 144 frames a second it looks like garbage yeah it's just i feel like this is probably another one that's just a product of its time you know like circa 2000 and early 2000s everyone was on that craze of like um 3d cgi you know think back to like uh when we're our minds were being blown by like final fantasy 7 the fmb cutscenes. like it was like whoa look yeah. at this 3d whoa it's crazy you know we're we're riding that hype from the late 90s into the early 2000s i blame so, video games for that a little bit it, it it's just I, I can think of a bunch of mid 2000s like early 2000s to mid 2000s cgi flops that came out mm. like uh the, the final fantasy movie um oh god that was bad uh, that was a bad story, and it was bad animation. But it—that's why I feel like it was a product of its time. That's why they chose to go with the CGI. That's what I think. And I, um, you're probably right. So it—it's—it's it's frustrating, but at least the story was good, and I enjoyed it. And uh, subsequently, you know, the following movies that got way better with the frame rate. Yeah. That's why I say, go find yourself an old CRT television and watch it. It'll be fine. This is fine. And uh, speaking of other products of its time, I want to talk a little bit about Clannad and After Story. Um, oh. I love Clannad. Watch it and it's instantly dated by its art style. <laughs> I love Clannad. I love After Story. It's, oh, me too. It's like one of my favorite animes to watch because it just makes every time, you know, I cry every time. And it's it's a great story, in my opinion. <laughs> Fuko, no! But holy shit does it look bad like the animation isn't that bad it's a typical like slice of life type of drama animation yeah there's not a lot of action in there's it. not a lot of action. well except for like when they do the combat stuff like <laughs> yeah that's animated really well actually it's it's super funny but it's for comedic effect but like the art itself it doesn't look bad but it's definitely dated and it's definitely mm-hmm. not amazing um you said i think you said it was like early 2000s like 2001 to 2004 ish it's a visual key. yeah what's when the visual novel it was based on came out yes yeah so the visual novel with a visual key and how they made the characters look it's it's very dated to that and they've recently updated it so now it looks like your generic moe blob stuff like we see in every other <laughs> studio so that's good i guess but it's definitely really ugly to look at with the big bug eyes the fucking antennas and it's yeah. uh, it's not and great to 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 Kyoto Animation's credit, this, the studio that did Clannad and Clannad After Story, they were just copying the art style from the visual novel. So they were being true to the source material. Yeah, so that's a good thing. But <laughs> damn it, visual. <laughs> damn it, visual. <laughs> they they certainly had a look they were going for in the early 2000s, and they stuck with it. God they damn it. They fucking stuck with it. But Whatever. <laughs> But yeah, I think you and I would both agree that Clannad and After Story have a phenomenal story. That if you it, it, listen, if you haven't seen Clannad or After Story, go watch it. Like you have time, the, you're fucking quarantined. Go do it. Yeah. 
but you mentioned for comedic effect the thing with the uh, the fighting scenes and after story a uh, clan ad and clan ad after story um so i think you can actually have bad art or animation for comedic effect and it actually work a good example of that for me at least is konosuba Okay. I think there are times when that story that that anime has really bad art or animation, but it actually serves the comedy of the story. So I would say for Konosuba, I don't think they meant to have good animation on it because it was kind of just a throwaway gag, you know, because it is yeah. a comedy isekai. It's supposed to just poke fun of isekai tropes, and it did. And the source material, pretty funny. Uh, the first season definitely was just Studio Dean going, ah, fuck it do whatever guys and they had fun with it i don't think studio dean ever imagined that konosuba would be a hit i don't I really don't i don't know because i feel like how popular the novel was before the anime it was pretty popular it was it was a funny like haha it's kind of like gintama where it's pokes fun of stuff you know gintama's pokes fun of yeah. pop culture but konosuba breaks the fourth wall occasionally yeah and konosuba just pokes fun of like oh look at all these isekai tropey shit that's been popping out in the last five years let's just make fun of it and yeah that's why i <laughs> season one looked better than season two 100 percent, in my opinion um i'm not sure what happened there because season two was like so hyped up but yeah i don't i feel like they didn't choose to use bad animation on purpose to for to exaggerate comedic effects not like one punch man does in season one where they just go back to like one's original ugly looking drawings to like just be like okay okay <laughs> but it i don't know i really can't say that konosuba did it on purpose but it whatever it does for season one it's fucking phenomenal yeah i don't what, think what they we gonna say show? did it on purpose either but i do think that like the animation as in the fluidity of the characters was really good in both seasons it's just that the actual character models were not that great like, they were, like, deformed at points, and they didn't really... <laughs> they were, like, um, soup uh, slushing around where the meat and the soup were the eyes, and then they would just, like, sometimes get a little smaller. You know, sometimes one eye would go a little down, and it wouldn't look human. Um, but, yeah, I, <laughs> I definitely don't think it was on purpose because they never really um called out their own bad character models like one punch man calls out his own bad character models but konosuba doesn't and even in the previews for konosuba like the preview for the first season was so bad and did it no favors so (laughs) it was (laughs) it was really i definitely don't think it was intentional um but I think it works for Konosuba, like you said, Alex, because it's a comedy. And you don't really mm. need good art for comedy. It's fine if it's just a trash can. So, so do you think it would be it would be way more uh, pronounced and more people would point that out if it were more of a drama-based isekai, say like ReZero? Yes. I would not... I could not stand a drama-based any story with bad art. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> Oh, you mean like Berserk 2016? <laughs> oh, God. John, this is your baby, so I'm going to turn it over to you. I mean, I love Berserk. I love the manga. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the day when we'll actually get a decent-looking Berserk anime adaptation. So, <clears throat> no one knows on the podcast. We've talked about Berserk 2016 quite a lot. Um, it is bad. It's real bad. 
the story of berserk is still good so if you can kind of get past the 3d cgi bullshit then it's okay as an anime but yeah coming from the 90s with berserk like back in the night or early 2000s 90s whenever that was i honestly don't remember um it's bad all right it's just a product of its time they used the resources they had then we finally get new ones and it's 2016 i'm like oh yeah berserk awesome and it was it's so bad um yeah the story is still the same uh they do a good job portraying it i liked it but i just oh god the battle scenes were just so bad it looks so ugly my my issue with with it is and, and you've mentioned this before like it's still the story of berserk so if you like the story of berserk that's what you're gonna get but my biggest issue was the fact that not only did it have 3d cgi that wouldn't have been so bad if they just maintained that it was this switching back and forth between oh, yeah. 2d and 3d and i'm like what the fuck yeah there are some scenes where they're just like 2d hand-drawn and it looks phenomenal and then it's like, all right, that was enough of our budget for five seconds. Let's go back to the 3D CGI. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? It was it was it was genuinely like watching an anime that was drawn by a schizophrenic. Yeah, and uh, that's all I really got to say about that. But speaking of bad CGI, it oh, would, oh, I would no. be it would be remiss of me to not mention Overlord. And yes. as everyone should know by now, if you've listened for a long time, I fucking love Overlord. I love the light novels. I own every single copy. It's amazing. I love the world building. It's great, right? Mariyama. What do you love more, Overlord or Miku? <sighs> I, <laughs> I don't know. It depends on it depends on how well Mariyama ends Overlord because he could fuck it up like he did with the, the web novel. But one... Worst thing about Overlord is the subsequent use of 3D CGI, and boy, is it bad. Uh, in my opinion, I thought season one was okay. Uh, the CGI was bad, but overall, the story was still good. Then season two came out, and I was like a little bit more disappointed, because I was like, oh, it didn't look as good as I imagined it in my head when I read through these novel chapters. And then season three, oh god, season three was so bad. I don't know, I think, <laughs> I think maybe Chinoda liked season three or some shit. I don't know who liked season three, but someone I know liked it, and I Not I don't me. want to talk to them anymore. Um, <laughs> probably because he won't read the novels. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! So I have a couple of things to say about Overlord. Um, first of all, I think that the second and third season had way more CGI in each of them than the first season did, and that's because there's um, more action scenes. That's why. Yes. Um, but I also think that the 3D CGI that we got in season one actually looked better than the stuff we got in season two and three. And this is a prime example of why we should never, ever let Madhouse do second or third seasons of anime. <laughs> because they could do the first season pretty damn well. This is why, like, anytime, if there's ever a second season of No Game, No Life, I pray to God it's not done by Madhouse because they will find some way to fuck it up. Yeah, so, yeah. just, why couldn't they have just gone hand-drawn? It looks so good. <laughs> because this is Madhouse. I don't understand the reason. I No, I understand. It's budget constraints. It's cheaper to do CGI and all that shit, but it's like, when the arc of your fucking season is going to be major-scale battles, don't fucking, <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> I get it. It's expensive, but come on. This is literally the climax of this fucking arc in your fucking season. Fucking spend the budget, man. Come on. Oh, God. That climax was yeah. so horrendous. It was such a travesty. 
Oh, don't remind me. But oh, yeah, God, I really, it's so good in the book. I'm definitely a huge fan of Overlord as well. John inundated me with its beauty. <laughs> me too. Um, the novel in particular, I'm I'm referring to. I'm a huge fan of the novel. I've read all that are available as far as I know. Um, but the actual anime. I don't think the story in the anime is that great, personally, because I don't think it works the way they told it in the anime, because they cut out a lot, and they cut out a lot of, like, inner monologues, which was a big part of why I liked the Overlord novel, so I don't even think Overlord, the anime, is a good story to begin with, but I can definitely agree that the animation is not good and definitely worsens (laughs) with each season. Well, you know, I, I was I was tempted to maybe talk about this in the bad stories part because I don't think the Overlord anime is that great of an adaptation of its source it material. It is not. Um, I think I think the fact that in in the novels in particular you get a lot of like, as you said monologuing and particularly Ainz's inner monologuing that is that gets cut out in the anime and it it definitely takes away from the story. It does. I'm just glad that. I've welcomed you both into the Church of Papa Bones. I <laughs> Bone am Daddy. Sasaga I'm very Sama. willing Sasuga. disciple of Bone Daddy. Yes. I still want to get a docky. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bone Daddy. <laughs> um, all right. So we, before we move on to the second half of this, which is bad stories and great animation, um, I do want to just point out, as I mentioned earlier, Seven Deadly Sins Season 3. Now, the first two seasons of Seven Deadly Sins were done by A1. I think the second season was done in collaboration with another studio. I can't recall off the top of my head. Um, But this third season, which started airing back in the fall of 2019, uh, it was picked up by Studio Dean. Now, I had my reservations the second I heard this, and my (laughs) reservations were proven correct. Uh, So Season 3 adapts one of the most hype fights in the entire uh, series and that's the melodious Escanor fight and it is awful it is fucking it is it is mouthful of leaves garbage uh, <laughs> I it is oh my god um, the only saving grace that season 3 has at all is the music is still being done by Hiroyuki Sawano if I were Hiroyuki Sawano I would distance myself as far away as possible as I can once this is over uh-huh. yeah so I've seen season one of Seven Deadly Sins. Uh, I loved it, you know. Uh, it made me want to read the manga, so I picked it up. Then I liked it less at season two. I didn't even give season three a chance because I, had, <laughs> I was like, fuck this. But uh, before this recording, I had to look up the fight because I was like, this, this, the climax of this arc in season three is amazing in the manga, right? I loved it. It's a great fucking part. And oh, it was just soul-sucking watching that boring-ass fight. It's not hype at all. I don't care about the battle that's happening. Like, it's so bad. What the also fuck? Also worth mentioning is as bad as, as bad as the art is in that scene and the animation is in that scene, like, the voice acting in that scene is so fucking flat. It's like the characters are fucking bored. <laughs> yeah, just like I was bored watching it. I can just imagine the voice actors in the booth watching it played back to them and they're like, can I go home now? <laughs> Yeah, actually. 
But I just wanted to bring that up because I actually really love Seven Deadly Sins. Like, great story, eh, maybe not, but certainly enjoyable after its first season. Um, and the manga started out really, really enjoyable. Um, it's just the animation in season three. God damn it, Studio Dean. Stop ruining everything you touch. And to think, just a couple years ago, we were all praising Dean for coming to save anime. Yeah, I mean, they, they did Konosuba, they did Rakugo, they did uh, Sakamoto, which is funny as fuck. Uh, um, but now they're just, they're back to their old ways. And I'm like, no, Dean, this is not the way. <laughs> uh, and fucking, this, no. So Studio Team doesn't uh, ruin everything they touch. They ruin stuff that, have, that were started by other people because they did the exact same thing with Initial D. God, no. Stage Fuck 3 doesn't exist. Stage. stage 3 does not exist. No. Moving on. Um, so the second half we want to talk about is some examples of uh, anime that have just god-awful stories with great art and animation. Um, I, let's talk about something very, very recent. Uh, Fire Force. Mm-hmm. Bless David production. I, I loved Fire Force for the first six episodes that I watched. Or the first three episodes, really. And then the next three episodes, up to episode six, I slowly backed away. <laughs> like, <laughs> I loved the music. The opening, the ending, and I loved the fight scenes. I loved how the sound design. It was all amazing. And then I got really bored of the story. And apparently, <laughs> the story is... It gets even worse. And I can't believe it. You know, that's, that's so it's so crazy. How could a show that has that much thought into its music and its animation be so bad god the animation i think it's because of the manga it's based off of <laughs> yeah so i've read like 40 chapters of the manga and it's pretty bad um also the art in the manga is not that greatest either but the animation in the anime is literally like stunning like jaw-droppingly gorgeous like i've never seen something this good in my life before like, I don't know how this story got greenlit for this animation. Actually, you know, I take that back. I do know how it got greenlit. It's because it's an easy sell to <laughs> the Japanese shonen demographic. It really is an easy sell. That is 100% why. But, you know, bless David Productions for bringing it to us, though. At least more people will be like, hey, David Productions. <laughs> Hey, uh, hey, how, how, how's that season or a part six of JoJo's coming along? Huh? Huh? <laughs> they're too God. busy making money off Fire Force. They're, yeah, they're too busy making money off Fire Force and sells at work, apparently. I'm gonna make five more seasons of Fire Force and then make a half ass season of JoJo's. Yeah, <laughs> actually. Probably. I feel Probably. like that's actually what's gonna happen. Ugh. Part five was pretty good though. Love your David production. Give me part six. Um, I want part six, so they'll give us part seven. <laughs> and uh, speaking of other things that came out in 2019, I just want to talk about Assassin's Pride, the thing that started this all. Um, so Assassin's Pride, we saw the preview for, and I was like, oh, it looks kind of good, you know. Uh, I went to read it, the manga. It was bad. I hated it. Uh, then I went to go read the novel even worse like it's boring it is a boring story and and then you thought and then you thought it can't get worse it couldn't but then get the worse. anime came out and i watched the anime and i'm like oh god it's just as bad so i guess it's a good adaptation <laughs> right you and i have you might have had this discussion a lot whether 
uh, an anime that comes out that's bad of a really bad story is actually a good adaptation. No. And it's, it's 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 like no, it it's doesn't like a, work it's like, like a philosophical that. argument. Like no, can an adaptation of something that's bad, which is also bad, be good? No. Yes. You you just but, said a lot uh, of adjectives right then, and I'm not entirely sure what you're trying to say. <laughs> Well, it's because it's stuck to the source material, and the source material sucked. No. Yeah, but if if it sticks to the source material like 100%, does that actually mean it's a good adaptation? It doesn't mean that the anime is good. It's just a good adaptation of bad source material. That doesn't make sense because elitism doesn't make sense. AKA, you don't make sense, John. I'm not. I'm not defending <laughs> Assassin's Bride in any way. By the way, it, it is garbage. I'm 100 percent agree with John on this one. Anyway, uh, I just I had to bring that up and talk just slightly about it because I can't. I know why it was made. I can't believe it looks as good as it is, but I can't believe the story got sold and got a manga and also a subsequent anime. That's the part that yeah. shocks me the most because I'm like, how do you read this drivel? It's all MacGuffin like. You know, I love OP main characters i i really do right when i read isekai shit i love that but reading this it's just like it's so stupid (laughs) what is this story supposed to be about the main guy or the guy that or the girl that he's trying to help and it's just about him being op in the shadows and like oh i need to help this girl oh she can't do it i guess i'll be op in her it's just it's dumb it's bad writing it's lazy inserting yourself into yeah that's it's really you're right no you're right I don't know. It's Be like, careful where you're going with it's, this. It's, it's <laughs> white, I'm going somewhere. It's a white <laughs> it, I would say that Assassin's Bride is like a white knight's wet dream because they can self-insert like, oh, I can be the one who helps her and she'll love me. So <sighs> what you're saying is if you a simp, you'd like this. Yeah, actually. <laughs> so if you like Assassin's Bride, you might want to have a long, hard look in the mirror. Yeah. I'm sure there are people that like it. I'm not I'm one sure of there are two. Um, but yeah, you're right. It looks fantastic. I mean, from its very first preview to just all the way through the anime, it looked great. It just had a shitty story. <laughs> okay, so there's one on here. I, I know that John put on here, but I kind of want to push back on it. No, 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 no. <laughs> a little bit. I'm going to rip that's you Somali apart. that's in the Forest <laughs> Spirit, which back is very you, recently ended. It was in the winter. Oh, hell no. Uh, no, it was in the winter 2020 season, so I, I definitely want to talk about this. So I think you and I will both agree, like, the pastel colors and the background art look absolutely phenomenal. The character designs are really creative and fun. Um, the the character designs of the two main characters, the Gollum and, and Somali. Somali is cute as fuck. The Gollum is, like, this emotionless robot type of character who, it play, who plays the part pretty well. Um... I, I disagree that it's overall a bad story. I will say that the first few episodes are kind of rambling, like, okay, this is cute, but what are you trying to tell me? Um, I will agree with you there. But by about the midway point throughout the rest of the, the season, it gets the, the story ramps up and it becomes good. So I gave Somali a fair shot when I read the manga, okay, back before it even had the inception of uh, an anime because I read this way before like a year prior and I gave I want to say 20 or 30 chapters I can't remember and it didn't I think I think it's like was it like a year ago you said you read this yeah 
I, I think I remember you telling us at the time that, like, just mark my words, this will get an anime adaptation soon. Yeah, because it it looks good, right? I think even in the manga, it looks good. It's fucking amazing with the background art. That's what I loved about it. That's what got, got me attracted to it. And then it's just the story is just... Ugh. I couldn't get into it. I was like, what's the point? What's the purpose? I don't really the care. The point is there's like, this cute yeah, small little cute. girl that has a daddy. Uh, <laughs> that's you know, the point, John. I never thought John. I'd say this, but... <laughs> I understand that's the point, but it wasn't enough. The cute girl was not enough to entice me to keep watching it. Well, what about wow, the Wow, this is a shock coming from you. I know, right? <laughs> it had one job, and it couldn't do that. I I don't know. I just, I really liked it by the halfway point. I, I definitely agree with you, like, for the first half of the season. I'm like, okay, this is just wandering, like, monster of the week, um, or city of the week, or problem of the week. Like, so what? But then there, there, there's an overarching story that evolves by the midway point, and then you get really invested in it, and you want Somali to be happy. And you know what? It might be because I only gave it 20 chapters, because Darwin's game, I only gave, I did the same thing, but then I kept reading it, and by chapter, I think 29, it got good. And that's why mm. I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> Maybe I should give it I'm- another shot. I will say, yeah, I agree that it's it's pretty bad story wise in the beginning, but it, it it gets good. So I can't say overall it has a really bad story. I I would recommend it to anyone who likes slice of life or the Ieshike subgenre, which is definitely what this is a part of. So again, but here's the: if you have to take until the half point to get good, is it really a good fucking story? I don't know. I would be I would be a hypocrite if I said no, so I'm gonna say yes. Um, <laughs> because But I didn't care because Somali was cute and I like cute things. Because oh, this is my same problem out. that I had. The truth comes out. <laughs> the truth comes out. I had this exact same problem with Ancient Magus Bride, where literally I read it up until like ch- chapter 20 something, and I was like, this is stupid. The story's going nowhere. Then you get to like chapter 31? 29 somewhere around there and it gets better the story starts to move and you're like what the fuck i've waited like two years reading this and it's finally starting now like what the fuck dude but uh i just i don't i don't know if that's a good story i don't know if it's good enough because darwin's game just like the same thing where it took 29 chapters for it to get good in the story and get me invested and with the anime it doesn't really get good until the last episode so it's like where do you draw the line, man? Yeah, see, I, I have a completely yeah. different experience because I was sold on Somali in the first or second episode, and I'm honestly not too into the story. I don't know. I don't see that the story it's got better. The story's bad. But I don't care because I'm not here for a story. I'm just here for daddy and baby to go on an adventure. And I love you know their what? dynamic, and their dynamic is consistently adorable. And that's You're all right. I means. agree with that point. You are right. If if you wanted to just turn off your brain, don't care about where this plot is going, and just watch the cute. You don't need a plot in every story. (laughs) You can have this was clearly a character focused uh, story, Somali, and the forest spirit. Also, I don't know why it's called the forest spirit because he's not a spirit; he's a golem. Unless that's translation. I think at the beginning of the story, he's references a golem, the spirit of the forest. Probably. Miss advertisements. 
But I kind of just struck uh, Ancient Megas Right and Smalley off my list because those are the <laughs> others that I want to talk about that had bad stories. But great art. Great animation. Yeah. I like how I mean, you're like contrasting yeah. Somali and Ancient Magus Bride when Somali is like a wholesome relationship and then Ancient Magus Bride is literally like child bride, Stockholm syndrome, kidnapping, slavery, <laughs> some really dark That's shit. That's because. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of dark stuff in Ancient Magus Bride the more you think about it. Because it had a more interesting premise to me. Uh, but it's kind of, mm-hmm. they both suffer from the same problem if i yeah i'd say the same problem slow starting stories and don't really care but it looks good hmm. see i didn't care about the story in either right. of them see there aren't these both like <laughs> sh- shoujo stuff it's not about the story it's about the kyun does it make your heart go doki doki yes or no then it my, failed my in that department because my heart did not go doki doki. Well, then you need to go to the doctor, <laughs> John. Because if you're not no. hard, if yeah. your heart isn't beating, there's something wrong with you. I'm dead on the inside. Don't worry. That's a move. <laughs> uh, so, so there were a couple here that you had to list. I know okay. you want to talk about. So when someone says bad story with great animation, number one on my list. Guilty, Guilty Crown. Crown. It's Tokyo literally Ghoul. no. Guilty, Guilty Crown. Crown. It's literally in the name. It's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. <laughs> okay. I'd have to 100% agree. Yeah. Um the animation in Guilty Crown is so sexy. I love the particle effects of the powers. The music is great, but that's not what we're talking about. Um it's just such a feast for the eyes to watch um them fight and that's honestly the only good oh also the characters are hot so those are the only two things <laughs> the only two things that's good about the show because the actual plot is just a code geass ripoff with by someone who doesn't can't add one and one together to make two so <laughs> savage uh yeah the plot isn't that uh captivating but the goddamn particle effect of the powers is so nice and it i it's still i still remember it to this day honey came out like nine years ago and i still i still love those scenes and everything about it i still okay i actually like guilty crown because i don't give a fuck about the story you just give me hot people uh with hot swords fighting each other and i'm okay i'm good quote i don't give a fuck about story show 2020 excuse me y'all you heard it here excuse me no wonder you love attack on titan so much don't at me (laughs) whoa hold on don't at me (laughs) yeah i'd have to agree sorry i i I saw i saw the opportunity i had to take you know, it's See, funny. I'm surprised you didn't put that on this list at all. I'm also surprised you didn't put this on this list. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Speaking. Me? <laughs> speaking of Studio Wit, who also did Ancient Magus Bride, um, <laughs> I wrote down Seraph of the End on this uh, lovely document that we're reading off of. Isn't that just about gay vampires? Basically. See. Okay. I don't even know if, I don't even think it was that gay in the manga. But it's so gay in the anime. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Do you know what? You I'm know not complaining. They, they look. 
<laughs> Studio Wit looked around the world and said, you know what's popular? Twilight. Gay you know vampires. Make it even better? Gay vampires. It's kind of like Hibika Euphonium, where the novel, there was no, I think it's based on a novel, whatever, the source material, there was no lesbian uh, s- subtext. There's no Yuri baiting. Yeah, but in the anime, it's like lesbianism fucking all day, every day. And honey. But it makes and then the, it and then sell. The, and then the director comes out and says, What? Lesbians? In no. My <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> That's unnatural. <laughs> girls can't love girls. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, Seraph of the End is just a really, really bare bones, basic um, shonen story that tried to do too many things. You know, that has vampires, demons, humans, angels, too many people, too much shit happening. Nothing makes sense. Um, But it looks good. It honestly looks so great because the background art is like pastel artwork. And then you have the um, traditional animation for the character models. And the character models look like they've been animated by a completely different studio than the person who did the background, which I think they might have been. But the it looks really good when you combine the two, the uh, two different styles together. It is honestly such a gorgeous... Um, show i would recommend watching it just for the visuals honey and then the two main characters bite each other and you say i don't give a fuck about story yeah i can't (laughs) argue with that (laughs) i really liked the uh color design i thought that was done really well oh yeah with the 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 color palette in seraph at the end is actually pretty good love a neon looks good Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm Definitely don't like the uh, the story. Love a traffic cone <laughs> queen. I love. It looks, love bright it looks good. How it pops out from the it background. Does. I no. don't know. It... Oh my god! You know what's funny? I bought the uh, box set for the Blu-ray, and then the green on the Shocking. box set is glow in the dark. So every time I go to sleep, I just see the glow in the dark green on my shelf next to my bed, and I'm like, I'm thinking of you. Hey, I don't give a fuck about I'm story. Thinking of you. <laughs> Well, how about you, Alex? What are some uh, bad stories, great art that you'd like uh, to talk about? Um, huh. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. We say we don't talk about it because I love Studio Trigger, but Keys Niver had fucking amazing art, amazing animation, and then the first two episodes, the story was great, and then it immediately drove itself off a fucking cliff with its story. <laughs> I didn't really think... And it's one of those things... I, we've talked about it before. Actually, you and I recently talked about it in our Studio Trigger uh, retrospective show. That it's one of those stories where it definitely needed more episodes to flesh out its, it, the story more and the characters more. It just feels so rushed story-wise. Definitely. But I don't even think his neither was animated that great. It was a good... It was trigger. I mean, great. Yeah, it, it, it was trigger, good. It was good. Yeah. It was good enough for be a trigger show. But I, I'm thinking more so the art. Like I really love. Oh yeah, designs, I love the I, character uh, design. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love the background art and and this the way that the city that they they were in looked like the lived in a lived in city. That's true. It was it was more so for that. I mean, the animation was you know it it was it was Studio Trigger quality. 
but I wouldn't say it was like phenomenal, ufotable levels of animation. Um, another one I did, I definitely wanted to bring up was uh, a show we don't really talk, no one really talks about anymore, and that's Desert Punk. Desert Punk has a really crazy, out there story that doesn't make any sense whatsoever, but by God, it looks good. Especially given that it was done in the, I want to say late 90s. But I feel like I'm wrong. No, it was done in the mid 2000s. Mid 2000s. I remember watching it and being impressed, but by how good it looks, that the smooth, yeah. like when he uses the little hook thing, repels around and shit. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Story wise, didn't care. I mean, it's got a lot of juvenile humor, and by juvenile, I mean it's got a lot of ass and tit humor in it. <laughs> yeah, it's very <laughs> lewd, but I mean overall, like I still had a great time with it. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, this is one of those turn off your brain shows, you know, like like show has been saying. Just sometimes you don't give a fuck yeah. about the story. Just watch it for the rest. Exactly. You, you'd have. I think you have to turn off your brain to actually enjoy Desert Punk, and it's it's a show that I really enjoyed when I watched it, and I actually rewatched it here about two years ago, and I still enjoyed it. But I also went in with that same mentality of just turning your brain off to watch it. But it's something I have a very difficult time recommending to other people because its story is just so bad. Yeah. I mean, I have others on here, but... Uh... Oh, can we talk a, a bit about Witchblade? I want to talk yes. a bit about Witchblade. And how there'll never be a good adaptation of Witchblade ever. <laughs> there's been a lo- There's been two live-action adaptations, two Western live-action a- adaptations of we- Witchblade. They're both terrible. There's been a Japanese anime version of, of Witchblade. It was not great. I mean, the animation was good because it was Gonzo when they were actually good. Um... And there's been, um, I think there was actually a, a, a manga adaptation of Witchblade, which was not, but it was separate from the anime, which was also awful. <laughs> it's Witchblade will never catch a break. <laughs> and now I, I heard there's a rumor, like I, I heard this last year, so something may have changed since then. But I heard that they're going to try again to make another live action adaptation of Witchblade. I'm like, just stop and read the fucking. Uh, a visual, not visual novel. Um, Isn't it just a book? No, it's a, it's a, not a comic graphic book. Graphic novel. Um, graphic novel, thank yeah. you. Um, but yeah, it just, and I love the graphic novel. The Witchblade graphic novel is phenomenal. It's just every time they try to adapt this into something else, it sucks. Yeah, I remember watching the anime and being like, wow, this is really good animation. This story sucks balls. <laughs> I don't mm. care. I don't care about the plot at all. Just show me more transformation and tits and ass. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Witchblade just drives me up a wall because I love the source materials so much. And, and I didn't even mind the fact that they completely changed the story because the idea of the Witchblade, for those who don't know, is that it's it's this sort of like supernatural weapon that gets inhabited by multiple women through centuries. So the idea that they didn't do like a direct adaptation was fine with me. It's just the adaptation they went with just sucked. Yeah. It's like it was written by committee. I don't, I don't know who that is. Who? (laughs) It's written by, it's a process. People came together and it's like, let's just, yeah. Oh, written by a committee. Yes. So you said it was written by Schmitty. I was like, who the fuck is Schmitty? No, you don't know Schmitty? It was like it was done by committee. (laughs) Get out of here. Shut up. I mean, if anyone wants to talk about any of those on this list, I'm good. I've got my witch blade out. (laughs) I just Um, wanted to cry about Tokyo Ghoul 
Oh God. <laughs> I have Sorry, a lot of sources in that. Google, which I'm sure. Speaking I... of things that'll never get a good adaptation. Yeah, but the source wasn't that great anyway. The source was good. Right? Shut your whore mouth. <laughs> if we just ignore yeah, the last sure. chapter, you... the the source is amazing. If we could just ignore the second half of it, sure. No, the second half. That's was like Sword Art Online. Everything after the first arc, you can ignore. Hush. Just yeah, ignore really the bad parts and it's all good. Else. Isn't that how it works? <laughs> Isn't yeah. that how it works? Just ignore the parts that suck. Just eat exactly. around the bad parts. Exactly. No, but um, Tokyo Ghoul was really well animated, especially Route A, which I cringe when I say that stupid name. name. Stupid but name. But Route A was beautifully animated, like literally film quality honestly some of the best fights i've seen they were just gorgeous um season one was also really nice especially the character designs in season one um with the glowing um i I think i'm not gonna say what they are but the the blood tentacles (laughs) the blood wings you know with Toka and her, her and her glowing wings, love it. Beautiful, amazing. Um, overall, a really gorgeous show, but it does not do a good job of telling the story of the manga um, at all. Um, at especially, first of all, season one changes a lot of things, and then season two and season three just skip a lot of things. So when you put all that together. <laughs> You make a story that makes no sense. Um, but the animation is great. So it's and you a get a lot of girls mess. on Facebook changing their avatars to Ken Kaneki. Oh honey. At least my Tokyo avatar, Ghoul had a My background of Mal is still Ken Kaneki. <laughs> oh god. You sad, sad man. Honey, I'm not a Chuni, you are. And with that, Alex. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great way to end this. <laughs> all right, thank you all there for dropping in to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed it because we always enjoy bringing this stuff to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, BitChute, SoundCloud, and Spotify. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. Shoot us an email if you have any questions or if you have ideas for topics you would like for us to talk about in the future. Links to all these things will be down below in the description. As always, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, everybody. Good night. I'm waiting for show. Oh, there it is. I was like, <laughs> usually he always talks over me, so I was going to wait for him. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I was waiting for you so that I could talk over you as planned oh god see it this exactly rip and tear until it's done go play doom <laughs> hey how's how's the how's those uh, bells coming along man dude i'm a bellionaire you don't even know <laughs> <laughs> you're funny Come on.